Well, good evening, folks. Tonight we're going to be dealing with the topic on how to revive something that is dead. And I've had a lot of folks coming to me um, with the same type of request on how to how do they handle something that's not working. There's areas or elements in their business that's not working. There's areas in their relationships that's not working, um, whether it be a rebellious child or whether it be a marriage. And so there's a lot of people with the same type of problem, but in different fields. And I want to deal with that tonight. And I'm going to throw this in as an interjection um, with regards to the course that we're busy with. And from next week, we'll continue with the kingdom of God like like I've been preaching and ministering on. Um, But tonight, I just want to deal with this thing because I I find that there's a lot of people with a similar need. And I just want to deal with that thing to help them. All right, in Ezekiel chapter 37... And I want us to quickly to turn there, because I really believe that God wants to help us um, get some revelation here tonight. And I want us to really just get into the Word, and I want us to try and uh, get the solutions that we need. Because I'm sure if I ask each and every person, there is something that you are struggling with, that you say, God, this thing should be operating better than what it is. This thing should be um, progressing further than what it is right now. And I want to just deal with that and show you how to revive it and bring life into it. And when, in Ezekiel chapter 37, it's the whole story of the valley of the dry bones that everybody knows. But I want us just to go through this quickly. Verse 1, And the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. He then caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. A very wise answer. Okay, in other words, if God had to say to you, listen, here's a skeleton, do you think this can live? Most of us would go, yes, only you know God. Because our natural mind would say, this is impossible to change. Come on, let's be honest. We look at this thing and go, this thing is not going to ever live again. And God's going, listen, I can change anything But there are certain things that I need. And look what God says to him. And again he said to me, listen to this, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now I want you to see something that is important here. God did not speak to the bones. God used the prophet to speak to the bones. He says, man of God, I need you to prophesy, because if you do not prophesy, I cannot move on this earth. Like I've been teaching you so many times, you carry the authority on the earth, and only once you release it can God move on that situation. Okay? So I want you to see something that God yet tells the prophet exactly what to say. As he releases it, then all of a sudden this body starts coming back together again. Now what is actually happening? The word of God has been released into this environment and it changes it. And it changes everything that happens around us. Now I want us quickly to turn to John chapter 11. And I want us to go to where Jesus Christ was dealing dealing with 
Lazarus. And remember, Lazarus had died, and he was sitting in the grave, and he'd been there now a few days, and here Jesus Christ comes, and he says, listen, I am going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Okay, chapter 11, verse 23. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Now Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. What does that mean? When Jesus Christ returns, all the dead in Christ will rise again. So Martha says, listen, I know he's going to rise again when you come back again. In the last day, there is going to be a resurrection of the dead, and I know that he's going to rise. Look what Jesus said. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Now I want you to see this because this is very, very critical to where we are going. God gets Jesus to come onto earth, to live as a man, to demonstrate to us how we should live. And Jesus Christ comes and he says, listen, we do not have to wait until the end to bring life to something that seems impossible to live. How many of you would have gone to Lazarus' grave after days? We're not talking about a few minutes now. After days and said, listen, Lazarus, come forth. Most of us would have gone, listen, this is not going to happen. And I want you to know that there are circumstances in your life that you are looking at and sometimes you might even feel, God, is this ever going to happen? Is it even possible that you can turn this thing around for me? Is it even possible that your promises are going to come through for me? Come on, there's many times when I've sat down and said to God, God, I don't see a way out of this thing. I don't see how I'm going to survive this attack. I don't see how that this physical problem that I'm facing is going to change. Now I know that you guys are all super spiritual and you've never had an issue like that in your entire life. But there are times when you're so intense in the battle that you feel like this thing is dying and I don't know how to revive it. I don't know how I'm going to salvage this thing. I need you to know that there is an answer. Jesus Christ says, I am the resurrection and the life. So no matter how dead it looks, I can change that environment immediately and you don't have to wait until the end. You see, God can speed up things very quickly if we apply the right principles. So I want you to know that even if you are facing something and you are sitting down and saying this is on the verge of collapse, I'm on the edge of something that I'm not going to be able to pull back, God says I can revive that thing. I can bring that thing to life. I can change the situation. I can bring it back to the original intent to where it was. In other words, when Lazarus got raised from the dead, do you think that he came back all sickly? Come on. He was restored to perfect health. You know, the funny thing is, you don't really hear Lazarus talk about it afterwards. I'd love to hear what Lazarus went through. Come on. We never hear from Lazarus again. Lazarus actually doesn't have a dialogue to say, well, this is what happened to me for the last few days. eh? I was asleep and now I'm awake. But I want us quickly to turn to John chapter 1. And we're going to be dealing 
with Jesus Christ and the power of resurrection and life. <clears throat> Verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now that sounds very complicated. Okay, I want us quickly to go to verse uh, 14. And it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So I want you to see this. The Word and Jesus are connected. The Bible calls Jesus the Word and the Word Jesus. So when the prophet, let's go back to the story of the prophet. When the prophet had to prophesy over the bones, there was no Bible at that time. He did not have the Word of God to release. He only had the voice of the Lord to sit down and decree what came. And so, they did not have a Bible that they could quickly go and quote a scripture and say, well, this is the scripture on this thing. So I want you to see this, that the Word of God is the same as Jesus himself saying something. Because the Bible says that the Word was God. This is the Word of God. Okay, now this sounds quite complicated, but it's actually quite simple. Whatever this Bible says, it is the same as if Jesus was saying it. Does that make sense? Like, when the prophet came, and God spoke to the prophet, he says, I want you to say the following. It is the same like Jesus saying to you, I want you to quote the scripture. I want you to quote the scripture. So if something is dead, quote the scripture because the Bible says that the word of God has the same power as Jesus. is the same as Jesus. And what is Jesus? Jesus is the resurrection and the life. So if there's an area in your life that is dead, get the word and quote the word. Get the scripture and start quoting scripture over this thing. So let me give you an example. If I'm sitting down and saying, let's say I'm dealing with a marriage problem. And my spouse is totally not serving God or causing havoc and it's just really bad at home. I go and find every scripture I can about marriage. I get every scripture that I can about unity. I get every scripture I can about peace. And I start quoting that over my spouse. And I start believing it. You see, Jesus' biggest issue was the fact that people did not believe him. They did not trust him, and they did not allow him to do the work that he wanted to do. How many times did he say to his disciples, He of little faith, he of little faith. That was his biggest issue. The people did not believe him. How many people do not believe scripture? How many people do not believe this Bible? Why? Because they sit down and they go, Well, I quoted the scripture and it didn't work. Well, the reason why it doesn't work is twofold. Number one is you don't actually believe it. And secondly, sometimes it takes time. Because what happens is this, is the Word of God starts bringing, starts watering anything that was dead, and things that are dead don't always come to life immediately. It takes time. See, the Bible also refers to the, the Bible as water. Let's go quickly to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26. And this is where uh, the scripture is dealing with a husband and a wife and how a husband should treat his wife. Let's quickly go there. Ephesians chapter 5. 
26. It says, And that he might sanctify and cleanse her, her husband cleansing his wife, with the washing of the water by the word. In other words, the more he quotes scripture over her, it's adding water. When water comes, it cleanses her, but water also brings life. So the word of God can bring life into a situation. And Jesus Christ says, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, how many times do we need life in a situation? I need life to come back to a situation or to a crisis, and I need to say, God, I speak life into this thing. What do I do? I start releasing the Word of God, and I start using the Scripture, and I start sitting down. And as I do that, it's almost like I'm pouring life into that situation all the time. And God is going to start honoring that, because Jesus Christ is the Word, and Jesus Christ said, listen, I am the resurrection and the life. And whoever comes comes to me will not perish. And so, if you have a situation that you are struggling with in your life, I want to encourage you, get into the Word. Start releasing the Word over that thing. And so many of us know this, but we don't do it. So many of us know this, and we actually are not releasing the Word of God into a situation. You know, right now, in my situation, I have a few things that I really need God to come through for me. And so what I have done is, I've got a list of scriptures that I quote every single day of my life, so that I can get the word out there, because the word is going to bring change. And as I explained before, the minute I release the word, angels start fighting on my behalf and start getting stuff into order. And I want you to know that it is not, some of these things are not just taking two days or three days. Some of these things are taking me a few months, where I'm just quoting the scriptures, quoting the scriptures, quoting the scriptures. And I want to tell you something, that if you're in business, and you're sitting down and you're looking at an an area where things are not flowing, I want you to start correcting this thing now. Because if business starts getting tougher, you have to start releasing the word over your business, so that you can start seeing the supernatural uh, finance flowing, or the contracts flowing, or whatever you need in your business to start flowing and operating properly. Because God wants us not to rely on the flesh. He wants us to rely on the Spirit of God and on the voice of God. And we've got to start releasing the Word over those situations. And we've got to sit down and say, God, I thank you that your Word says that you became poor so that I can become rich, for instance. Now, I'm not just teaching a prosperity message. I'm sitting down and saying, listen, if you are going to be a blessing to somebody, you have got to have something to bless him with. Come on, let's be honest. I can't bless somebody unless I've got something to bless him with. How many times have I heard Christians pray, well God, I thank you that you're just going to meet my needs and you're going to bless me and my house and just give me what I need. That is the most selfish prayer that I've ever heard. You should be praying, God, give me an abundance so that I can bless others. You know when the Bible says that my cup runneth over. What does that mean? It means that you have more than sufficient for everything that you need to do. So, I want to challenge us tonight. Are you reviving the things that need to be revived in your life? Are you reviving them? Are you speaking the word of God into it? Are you releasing the power of God into that thing so that it can start generating life? Because the word of God is far more powerful 
And you know what I like about it? The Bible says that the Word of God is quick. It says the Word of God is quick. So in other words, even though you sit down in the natural and say, God, this is taking a long time. The minute you release it, it starts working. And this is the danger that we have. How many times have we looked at something and we're throwing water on and we're not seeing what's going on underneath the ground? What would happen if I had a seed and I water it and every day I dig up the seed to go and see what's happening? Put it back in, water it, next day I dig it up and I go check it. Come on, it's not going to grow. But yet you don't see it in the surface, but yet it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. And then all of a sudden it breaks through. I want to tell you that there's many situations that looks like there's no change, no change, no change. And then all of a sudden the Word of God breaks through into people's lives. I have seen this so many times. When I sit down, I remember sitting down having a home cell. And I was just ministering the Word and ministering the Word and ministering the Word for a long time. We came to December, we broke a little bit, and I sat down and I said to my wife, listen, we're going to have to close the home cell. I said, because we are ministering, but I'm not seeing any change. For, for a long time, I can't remember if it was a year or so, we were just having this home cell, and there was no change. And then I come back, and I actually invited the home cell to actually tell them we're going to close it. So they all came there, and they all came back, and suddenly the whole bunch was changed. And we said, okay, we can't close it now. They suddenly did change. I said, God, what on earth happened at the time we didn't have home cell for over December time? See, what had happened was the Word of God started to grip and take hold and suddenly change. And don't ever underestimate the power of the Word. A lot of Christians have underestimated the power of the Word and have underestimated, including me. I often sit down and say, God, just give me a glimmer. Just show me a little sprout of change or something in somebody's life. And God doesn't always give us that. And yet, when it changes, it changes suddenly and radically. And so when you are busy praying over a situation, and you are saying, God, I thank you that my child is not going to be rebellious anymore. That either I'm going to have a loving child. And then you start quoting scripture and quoting scripture and quoting scripture. I'm telling you right now, that is not in vain. And the Bible says, don't be weary in doing good. Many times you sit down and you're going and you're going and you're going. And you say, God, I'm not seeing the fruit. I want to tell you something. That's when it suddenly comes. It's like it's dormant, dormant, dormant. And the next second it all changes overnight. I want to tell you that a lot of the times when people have suddenness, it's because somebody has been plying the word for years and nobody's seen it and nobody's taken note and all of a sudden the change comes. So I want to encourage us today. This is how you revive something that is dead. I bring the word of God into that thing and I'm consistent in it. I want to tell you right now, I am trying to be consistent in the things in my own family's life. I've got a list of things that I'm praying for every single day, and sometimes we try and get as many times as seven times a day, we will read these scriptures over and over and over. Why? Because I need that word, not only boiling my faith, but out there so that God can fight on my behalf. Because I'm not fighting in the natural. There's supernatural powers that are affecting my family or hindering stuff that should be there, and I need it to be established in the natural, but I need to sort it out in the spiritual first. 
And when it gets sorted out, God can turn things around very quickly. So I want to encourage you tonight. Do not settle for second best. And do not give up for when you are standing. And many Christians have grown weary. They said, well, I've tried this, and I've tried this Christianity, and it hasn't really worked for me. I want to encourage you, stick at it, because it's going to be a suddenly, and it's going to be worth it. Because the Bible says that these trials that are coming your way are there to build your faith. It's there to test your faith. James 1 says that it's there to test your faith, so that you have had to pass the test of faith. God wants us to be able to trust Him without seeing the evidence. But don't underestimate the tools that you've got in your hands. God has given us the tools of the Word of God, with the power of God, with the backing of heaven, and I want to encourage us tonight, let's go and fight the good fight of faith. With the Word of God, knowing that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Jesus Christ will bring life to any situation if we allow the Word of God into it. When we speak the Word of God, it is just as good as Jesus Christ standing there and instructing that thing to happen. So tonight, I want you to look at your situation around you. And I want you to sit down and say, God, what area of my life do I need to speak life into? What is the thing that is the biggest hindrance in my life? Or what is the thing that's the biggest struggle? Or what is the thing that needs to change the most radical in my life? I tell you what, I've done that with my family. I've got five areas right now that we are directly trusting God for, for a change. And so what do we do? We go and get two or three scriptures on every area. You don't have to get 50. Get two or three scriptures... Remember, as a prophet would sit down and prophesy over it, I prophesy over my situation. I prophesy over my situation. Every time I sit down and read the word, I'm prophesying over my situation. I sit down and I prophesy over this thing, and I say, God, this is going to be it. Like, give you an example. I'll just give you one area. One thing that I pray every single day is for my children. I pray Daniel chapter 1 verse 4. Let me just give you a scripture here. Daniel chapter 1. This is one of the five areas that I pray every single day. It says, young men in whom there was no blemish, okay, but good good looking, gifted in wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand. See, I pray this, that my children will be quick to understand. Academic studying, all of those things are not an issue for my kids. They will be quick to understand, retain everything that they learn. Okay, who has the ability to serve in the king's palace. In other words, that they don't just get the retention of the the stuff that they are studying, but they actually stand head and shoulders above and stand out amongst the rest so that they can even stand in people of influence's presence. That's what I'm praying over my kids every single day. Because I want my kids to have a supernatural ability that nobody else has got. And every one of us should be doing that. Every one of us should have scripture that we are praying over an area in your life. And I'm saying, God, I want things to change. And I'm not saying that my children are struggling at all. I just want them to be a supernatural anointed in that area. Okay? Because I want them to sit down and prosper in everything that they do. 
So I'm saying, God, these are the areas that I need the power of God to flow. These are the scriptures that I'm using. And I'm doing it day in and day out, day in and day out. And do I always see the result? I'm not always seeing it over these five things. But let me tell you something. The day will come when every single one of them will have a suddenly. Every single one of them will have such a suddenly that I'll be able to sit down and testify and say, I've been praying for this, and here's my point, and this is how long I've prayed for it, and here is the suddenly. I've seen the breakthrough for one reason only, because I've quoted the Word of God, and I've said, God, you bring life into the situation. You can change this thing. You can bring a resurrection into something that looks like it's impossible. You see, because I refuse... To settle for the natural. I'm saying I serve a supernatural God and I am his child and I'm calling on a supernatural means. When Jesus Christ went to Lazarus, he said, listen, you don't have to wait until the end. I can speed up anything and I can do whatever I need on this earth and I can correct whatever it is. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ wants to do that for you. Our problem is we don't believe it. Our problem is, because we don't see it, we don't believe it. I want to tell you right now, we are a bunch of doubting Thomases. Unless I see it, I will not believe it. Come on, who's ever been there? Or you tried for a while and go, okay, this isn't working. Who's got there? Okay, I've tried this thing, it ain't working, so it's not going to work. You see, unfortunately, when it comes to faith, it's not instant. You know, instant, we are so into instant today, you know, you just take water and you get everything you know what I mean, you get coffee, you put water, you get coffee, okay, you get a cup of soup you put water, you get a cup of soup you take baby powder and you put some water no, never mind, point is we are so used to this instant world, that we are expecting stuff just to happen like this, when it comes to the word of God, it doesn't always work like that Abraham had to trust God for many years for his promise. And I'm not saying it's going to take many years. I'm saying to you, we have got to change what we are doing. And I want to encourage us. If we start bringing the word of God into that situation, we have been promised by Jesus that he's the resurrection and the life. It will change. The reason why we don't get it to change is because we are not allowing the resurrection and the life to change it. Remember, God can only move if you open your mouth. And that's a key. God can only move if you open your mouth. How many of you are expecting God to move in your life? Come on, let's put up your hand. How many of you have called it in in your life? Come on, if you're not calling it in, God's not going to move. Why? Because you carry the authority for Him to move on this earth. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for every single person here tonight. Lord, I thank you that you are busy with each one of us. And Lord, I pray right now that we will realize that you are the resurrection and the life. And Lord, I thank you that we are going to call life into every area that is not producing like it should. 
And Lord, I thank you right now that as we release the Word of God, we are watering those areas in Jesus' name and we are going to see a supernatural breakthrough. And Lord, I pray that we will not grow weary in doing good. Lord, that we will not grow weary in the Word of God. We will not grow weary in quoting the Scriptures. Lord, we will not grow weary in praying. Because as we do that, Lord, we are releasing the Word of God over the situation. Father, I pray for a supernatural stirring in each one of our hearts. And Lord, that we will not settle for second best anymore in Jesus' name. And Lord, that we will continue releasing your word to see the manifestation in every situation in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you that relationships will be restored. Lord, that finance will start flowing in businesses. Lord, that contracts will start coming in businesses. Lord, that blessing will be upon every single person who applies your word in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that we will not grow weary and that we will see the manifestation of relationships being restored, Lord of deals coming through Lord, no matter what it is I thank you Lord that your word is true in Jesus mighty name Amen Thank you folks for listening to today's message. I trust that you are blessed by it. If you would like to receive these message links directly to your phone, please WhatsApp me on my direct number 082-659-2224 or if you have any questions that I might be able to help you with. And remember that we've got many, many other resources available for you. So please have a look at our website www.fathersheart.co.za Also subscribe to our podcast by going to iTunes and search for Arthur Frost and subscribe to my sermons podcast. May we be richly blessed as we apply the truth of God's word as he reveals it to us. Many blessings and God bless.